Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Ramblings, Podcast 370. This time I have some stuff to say about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I completed it on my first character after about 20 hours, and I've played, I think, about 10 hours more on that same character, as well as a few sort of other alts I have very lightly dabbled with. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a Borderlands game which was based on sort of a concept they started, I guess, like 10 years ago with a Borderlands 2 DLC. But this is more of a total conversion. That previous DLC only added a little bit of fantasy, but this one, the entire world is fantasy-based. There are crossbows, there are all kinds of fantasy enemies, and everything has been totally changed. The entire game basically takes place from your character's perspective in the game world. There is a sort of over-meta theme in that Tiny Tina is running a game of bunkers and badasses with some friends. So we do hear conversations and see uh, very brief sort of of out-of-game tabletop scenes but pretty much the entire game is in the Wonderlands and, you know, you're playing as your character. It is typical wacky Borderlands fun, but with a lot of fantasy tweaks and tropes, uh, sort of mixed in dialogue and in reference in terms of quest names and what the quest NPCs will do, as well as sort of comments or things that the enemy characters will do. There are still guns. Everything is kind of a gun or a gun variant. They did add some melee weapons. But at its core, it is still very much a Borderlands game. So if you've hated previous Borderlands games, Wonderlands probably won't change your mind. However, if you did like previous Borderlands games, and maybe you thought just a little bit was missing or a little bit felt off, Wonderlands is something you will probably want to check out. And if you liked the previous games and you like uh, fantasy and gamer stuff, I would highly recommend Wonderlands. There are some notable differences from the sort of, I guess, mainstream Borderlands games, since this is now kind of its own sort of spin-off Wonderlands game. First off, you make your own character. You completely choose your look from many options, and as you collect more through play, You can even change them again at a quick change station so you can constantly update your character's appearance and the colors so you don't have to worry too much about not uh, maybe liking the options right at the start as you will get uh, many more along the way. Also a first for Borderlands games, this includes the option to choose your voice from 
several sort of preset personality types. And along with that, you can also change the pitch so you can make it uh, a little bit higher or a little bit lower. Again, you can change that uh, at any time if you change your mind. And I haven't heard an insane number of lines. There are uh, quite a bit of different lines. But after a while, you will hear uh, a lot of their call-out type things get repeated. But with all of those options, you will always feel like, you know, this is very definitely your character, as opposed to previous Borderlands games where you feel like, this is my version of this particular hero. The second big change is that there are six classes to pick from. They each have one skill tree, and that tree has sort of a big class passive that's happening all the time. Two active skills you can pick from as your action skill. And then, of course, you know many uh, skills that you will pick from as you level up. This first class cannot be changed at a later time. It is uh, a permanent choice for that character. But you can respec your skills at any time you like, and you can even change your chosen action skill uh, pretty much as far as I can tell anytime you want, including uh, even when it's on cooldown. You just swap it out and it'll still be on cooldown. While this may feel pretty limiting, pretty quickly in the main quest line you will get the ability to unlock a second class. And once you unlock that second class, you will have the passive class ability happening all the time, as well as the two new action skills to pick from. Of course, you can only still have the one uh, action skill active at any given time, but you can then also put points in the skill line of the second skill tree. And again, you know, if you want to respec, you can respec at any time and put uh, whatever points you want in either tree. However, unlike the primary class, once you complete the main quest line, you know, and it's fully done, you get the ability to change your secondary class at the quick change station. How you do that is you say you want to respec, and it, and it will completely wipe out uh, all of your chosen skills, as well as remove the second class. So you just go back through and pick the second class again and put the points wherever you want. I think respecing that does have a small cost, but it's only like five or maybe ten items, so it's literally nothing in terms of cost. Another new change is that you have hero points as you are leveling up. I believe you get a few points to start when you make your character, and then after that I think it's one per uh, level. And these hero points will increase things that are traditional uh, pen and paper role-playing game named stats like strength, dexterity, intelligence, etc. And these will alter you know, in-game Borderlands-y type stats, like strength will increase your crit damage, uh, dexterity increases your crit chance, and yes, that means that you're not just aiming at a weak spot. I don't know quite how it affects it, but I think, you know, there are still weak spots, but crit chance is the big thing now. You want to have a high crit chance if you're into a lot of critting. And in addition to this, there are hero backgrounds, Again, a common thing from pen and paper role-playing games. And these will alter your stats uh, before you assign the points to them. So one background may give you uh, plus an increase in strength, but minus your intelligence. So if you think you know uh, which way you want to sort of build your character, you might want to choose a background 
that gives you a bonus in the stats you might want. The game does help you out and sort of indicate which ones are good for which classes if you are unsure. Again, like your primary class, this cannot be changed at a later time, so I don't think this is as critical of a choice as your primary class, because you can pretty much balance out any negatives uh, immediately with your <laughs> initial point selection. One other big difference from being the traditional Borderlands game and being based in fantasy is there are no grenades. However, there are spells, which pretty much just take the place of grenades. However, they seem to be quite a bit more flexible than grenades. There are a lot of types of spells I haven't even tried because things like channel casting just are not something I'm into. I don't want to, you know, hold the button and kind of stand still while I do it. Not my play style, but there's things like fireballs and things like magic missile that do sort of direct quick attacks. There are ground-based earthquake kind of attacks. There are spells that just sort of cast around you in like an aura. There's many, many different options. And I think, like I said, there are so many, they feel a lot more versatile than the grenades uh, ever felt. The rest of the items are pretty similar to sort of a straight uh, Borderlands conversion. There's an amulet, which as far as I can tell just has a few stats on it. You start off with unlocking one ring spot uh, pretty quickly. You'll unlock a second ring spot after you finish the main campaign. There is a class mod spot, which they're calling armor, which also will influence how your character looks in sort of their uh, overall model appearance. You can, of course, change your color and sort of the material that's being used in the quick change station. But this will change how, you know, you look more like you're a sneaky leather-wearing rogue versus a heavy armored knight. And yes, since these do boost your class skills, there are split class armors. And it might be quite difficult to find one that has your exact split. Like I am running Stabomancer and Clawbringer right now, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of drops uh, for that combination. So I don't know if they're weighted in any particular way, but it feels like I'm seeing more sort of traditional class combinations far more frequently. Like I see Grave and Spellshot quite often. That's pretty much a distance caster build. I've seen quite a number of Clawbringer and Berserker drop. That would be sort of a traditional uh, heavy tank build. But hopefully, you know, you'll find one that matches your uh, particular chosen split. Another big change is the addition of an overland map, which is sort of a two-thirds top-down perspective of your character walking around sort of in the world. There are uh, different zone types, but you just kind of walk on through them. And then these have the various locations connected into the overworld areas. Don't get me wrong, these individual locations do get quite huge, but since, again, this is fantasy, you're not going to be jumping on the catch ride and zipping around on a car. So that pretty much replaces the need to drive around in a car. And honestly, I always found the repetitive driving really boring, whereas the Overland map seems pretty fun. You don't use it a whole lot, certainly not as much as you would use Catch-A-Ride. 
but I find it quite fun and interesting and very definitely a tabletop game sort of addition. Additionally, there are the traditional sort of save points that you can teleport between places on each map. Like I said, some do get quite large. I think at the most teleport points I've seen on a map is three, but I would guess they're probably about the same size as some of the bigger maps in uh, previous Borderlands games, if you don't consider, you know, that you're driving on those maps. You know, the same sort of travel time from A to B is the same, but, you know, you're just walking <laughs> instead of uh, driving. Since there are more fantasy-based monsters, I think they decided that they would go for a lower rating because probably more uh, parents with kids or maybe just younger kids might be interested in it. So you don't see those big, uh, huge explosions of bad guys with gore going everywhere. Some do explode a little bit and have a little bit of gore, but, you know, since these are monsters more often than they are regular people, you know, it's like a squish of purple if you kill, you know, a spiderish monster. I have seen some very silly details, like when fighting a skeleton, I've seen them have, you know, one arm fall off and then the other fall off and then their head falls off and they're still trying to fight me, which I find hilarious. So the details in, you know, what is happening to the enemies as you shoot and kill them uh, is still there. It's just not, you know, blood and gore like it would be in other Borderlands games. Leveling is also a little bit different in that each map will scale to your current level. I think it did that in Borderlands 3, I don't really recall, but this is a very welcome change to me in that I feel like I can do sort of a main quest step or a side quest step and not feel like I'm forced to do one or the other. You know, it's my choice which I want to do because it will scale to me, you know, according to when I enter that map. Now that is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Things that are supposed to be a little bit easier are easier. Things that are supposed to be, you know, harder are harder. But that, you know, doesn't really change as much as it would in a level-based game. In a traditional level-based game, you can go to sort of an area you're not supposed to be in yet. You know, it's maybe three or four levels higher. And, you know, you're going to know that's going to be a really tough challenge. Or, you know, if you don't feel like doing that, you can grind a bit and go to a area that you are over leveled for and then it would be super easy. So it's very different to always having sort of that even challenge of the game is scaling and you know things that are supposed to be you know an even match or an easy fight or a hard fight will be you know as they should be regardless of uh, what my level is. So I would say overall in my going through the main campaign and picking up side quests and you know, deciding to do a side quest or not. The game has felt, you know, very smooth and fluid. I haven't ever felt, you know, forced to do X or Y. I just did uh, what I felt like doing at the time. Overall, I have been surprised several times by the story and dialogue, and some stuff has been totally hilarious. Those who are into role-playing games and sort of geek culture in general in terms of TV and movies will find quite a few references in the dialogue and uh, character names and quest names. And there's a lot of sort of Easter eggs to be found that are, like I said, sometimes pretty hilarious. One thing I do think they could have done without is having the sort of main 
slash older Borderlands characters in the game. Tiny Tina, of course, should be there because she's the Bunker Master. But there are three other characters. I won't mention uh, who they are. One in particular really don't feel like they were necessary. They could have very easily added new characters for those particular parts. And I think I would have enjoyed the game a lot more if they had. As example, the first NPC you meet in the game is really great. I love them a lot. Every time I see them, I want to know more about their story and know more you know, about their personality. There's a new character that is the Tavern Keeper. I like her quite a bit. They don't do much with her, so that's kind of sad. But there are a couple of side characters in the tavern as well, and it's like, oh, you seem pretty interesting. I would love to know more about you. So all of these new characters, I think, are really cool and interesting, and I just wish they would have just stuck to them instead of putting in the previous characters. Like I said, I really just don't think, you know, they were necessary. But, you know, this is just the core game. There are, I think, at least three DLCs planned. The first one is coming uh, pretty soon. It's not going to be a story or quest expansion. But in the future, you know, they could always add more on these new characters in terms of additional quests or additional story with them. And I look forward to that quite a bit. I can't think about what else to say without going into specific details or spoilers that would be, you know, exact kind of examples. Though I will say I like the main villain uh, quite a lot more than previous Borderlands games. Of course, Handsome Jack is, you know, probably still the top uh, Borderlands villain. But the Dragon Lord, uh, I would say, is way up there. I would, I would probably put him as my personal number two uh, best Borderlands villain. Certainly better than uh, the villains in three, which, oh my god, I, I don't even know how they got past the initial writing stage it's like no they should have they should have been dropped right then and they should have come up with different bad guys but that's a whole other discussion if you enjoy borderlands games at all especially if you are into pen and paper gaming or geek culture sort of in general i would highly recommend wonderlands it is probably by quite a good margin my favorite uh, borderlands games so far Again, though, at its core, this is a Borderlands game. If you didn't like Borderlands games before, you know, again, Wonderlands probably isn't going to change your mind. And that's it for all my thoughts on Wonderlands. And that's it for this week's podcast. I don't have any news. Uh, I don't know that there is any. I certainly can't think of anything uh, coming anytime soon. And I am back on my old laptop, which I'm very glad it can run Borderlands. It's on pretty much uh, the lowest settings. It's on even uh, a scaling setting that's dropping it down to 75% uh, rendering scale. So that's like the lowest settings, dropping it down to what would probably be about 720p. 
but it runs good enough. Uh, you know, it's fast enough and I have a good time with it. I do think that a lot of the animations are much slower than they should be. But I'm sure uh, nobody else out there is on an eight-and-a-half-year-old laptop and has to worry about that. But, you know, speaking of that, um, there's not a whole lot I can get in the future. I am hoping to get the upcoming uh, Elder Scrolls Online expansion that's due out in, I think, a couple months. I think it's like June. But really, that's all I have uh, any hopes of uh, getting in the future with taking that $200 hit try and get my new laptop repaired uh, you know that was quite a significant loss in addition to just you know the loss of the laptop uh, overall so I am you know very grateful my old laptop is hanging on and as long as it does I'll uh, be able to still do podcasts and maybe uh, hopefully uh, every now and then a discussion on a new game I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time Hopefully that will be in the regular three weeks from now time. Since I have no plans for what it will be, I'll think of something and there won't be a big need to hold it. Maybe the first uh, Wonderlands DLC. I'm not sure when that's coming out. But hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2022.